Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. How are you guys doing? It's a pretty day, right? Felt some cool weather this morning. I haven't done that in a while. It didn't matter what time you woke up. Sebastian's going to help me here. Of course, he's going to get my pulpit set. Then he's going to uh, drag some coats. I've got to ask today if we're having a coat drive. Not yet. This is going to be a, this is just going to be a, a, a prop for me today. So if you guys want to, you can go ahead and open up your Bibles to Romans 10. We're going to be reading Romans 10, 1 through 3. But before we begin here, today I want to attack something in a very pleasant way. Have you ever attacked something in a pleasant way? I haven't, so... We're going to try it today. No, no, I just want you guys to know. Today we're going to talk about the elephant of activity. The elephant of activity. The things that would steal our attention from what God has designed us to do. What we want to do is we want to embrace Christ and use activities. But because activities become so encumbersome many times, we embrace activities and use Christ. And we don't want to do that. Amen? We wind up using it as an opportunity, Christ as an opportunity to do more things because we're trying to shine his light when really he might be saying, it's time to step back and be still and hear my voice. Amen? So we're going to do that today. So we have, we live in a culture of activities, right? All kinds of stuff. When I was in a, a... teaching inner city school in Wichita Falls, uh, is kind of, you know, gang populated and some different stuff like that. And they taught me about flashing my colors. They talked, you know, about if they were wearing a bandana or something, what they were doing is they were flashing their colors. So I'm actually an Empire graduate. So today I'm flashing my colors. Okay. Uh, we're from the farmer's union. All right. That's kind of what, that's the gang we're a part of. Right. So not much there, but, uh, you know, Wrangler, that stands for Wrangler, not Westside. Okay. It's Wrangler. That's what that. We found that out in high school, okay? So I'm flashing today, okay? Hey, the elephant of activities. We live in a culture of activities. We have activities for the family, for the kids, individuals, male and female, young and old. Here's a good one. We got activities before school, during school, and after school. Oh my goodness, right? Got activities that just every spans all kinds of things. Water activities, air activities, ground activities. We have water, air, and ground activities, right? We found out all kinds of way to do activities. And in, in ancient Greece, they used to do a thing called hoop rolling. So they'd take this hoop and they'd roll it and they'd have a stick and they would just roll it, I guess, to see who could roll it the furthest. Could you imagine that being your first date? <laughs> right? I don't want to go back out again. Why not? It's so much fun. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. They have in pre-revolutionary, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, in pre-revolutionary uh, Russia, they had a thing called giant steps is what it's called. So there's a stick that stuck up in the air. There's a big hoop that went around and then they would take rope and attach it to the top. And the, and the, and the ideal of the game was you grabbed a hold of the rope as a child and you take as big a steps as you could and go as fast as you can around the deal. But they had to quit because it got dangerous. You know, little Sally fell and they're just dragging her along, you know, and stepping on her. So not good. So we found out that was not good. Freak shows. Freak shows were a big thing back in the day. We were at a conference this last weekend, and uh, Michael Jr. kind of talked about, you know, if you wanted to see freaky things, you could go to Walmart after midnight, right? He said, there's, there's something that happens. You cross the thresh floor, threshold of Walmart, and three teeth fall out, and you're in house shoes. And you're like, what's, I don't know how this is, I don't know where my wingtips went. We're sporting teddy bears. I don't understand this. My, my daughter was being pushed in the cart, and she looked at my wife, and she said, you can wear anything to Walmart. <laughs> my wife was like, 
yeah, but don't say that very loud. <laughs> don't say that very loud. Okay? So you can see some pretty, pretty kids. But there's all these different ways that we can, we can invest ourselves into time. And, and, and those are funny, but we also know that we also live in a world that are looking for things. In AD 386, there was a famous philosopher, theologian, author, wrote a book called The Confessions. It was actually an autobiography. And he was sitting empty one day. He had a praying mama, and he's sitting in his house just empty. He was weeping because he was just too morally broke to fix himself, which, let me let you on a hint, we're all weak enough. We can't fix ourselves. We have to have Jesus. And he's sitting there, and he sees this scroll rolled up beside where he's sitting. And there's this child who's playing in the next room or the next building and keeps singing these words, pick up and read, pick up and ring. See, it was, a, it was a sing-along song to a childish game, pick up and read, pick up and read, but it spoke volumes to him. So he unrolled that scroll, broken, weeping, knowing that he had a, had a praying mama, what do I do next? And he read these words out of Romans, which is what we're about to partake out of. Not the same words, but, but Romans was written by Paul to a very vibrant church that, 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 that people, they suffered from this thing called condemnation. And when we walk in Jesus Christ, it's no longer condemned. We know that by John 3, 6, or John, uh, John 3, 17, where it says, He did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but through Him it might be saved. We also know in Romans 8, where it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we no longer walk in the condemnation, but we walk in conviction. Because conviction leads to change. Condemnation just makes you feel worse. And here, he's sitting in his condemnation, and he unrolls the scroll, and it's Romans 13. Not in riots, drunkenness parties, nor eroticism and decencies, not in strife and rivalry, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh and its lust. Now, we know this author, and many of you, when I say his name, you'll know this author's name, St. Augustine of Hippo, a great North American pastor, excuse me, North African pastor. His, he, really, his writings helped shape the Western, the church, the Western church for more than 1,500 years. But it took that one spot where he was broken and he'd poured himself out so many different things that he said, I've got to have something that's real. Let's begin to read our text. I'm gonna read it through two different versions today. One will be the ESV, which is the English Standard Version, and the other one will be the message. I usually don't typically preach from the message because I think it expands a little bit too much sometimes, but I think in what I'm preaching today, this will be easier to get across. The ESV, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction distinction between uh, Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the message translations. With your whole being, you embrace God, setting things right. Then you say it right out loud. God has said everything right between me and him. Scripture reassures us no one trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. It's exactly the same no matter what a person's religious background may be. The same God for all of us, acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. Everyone who calls help God gets help. Let's pray. Father, you are amazing. Today, we do not seek after condemnation, God. 
We do seek after conviction, God, because we know we're in a relationship with you. God, there's so many different things to choose from and so many different things to get involved in. We need your help sorting through. Our number one priority is to embrace Jesus Christ and his teachings and everything you have for us. And then, God, allow us to spread our wings. Today, as we endeavor to do that, prick our hearts, make us like you. And everybody says, amen, amen. amen. See, activities are good. As we're talking about activities are really good. They can create family unity. They can create individual strength. They can even create individual health. Think about it. If you're suffering from anxiety and depression, get out of the house, get in some sun, go out and walk, do some things like this, right? It will help you. So not all activities are bad, but we live in a culture who just kind of tends to pile them on, pile them on, pile them on, amen? There's always a commercial, there's always something out there pulling at you, and in some ways making you feel that condemnation. Oh, if I was doing that, I would be a better parent. Oh, oh, if I did that, I would be a much better grandparent than I am now. And the truth is, that's not always true, and we'll get to some myths here in a second, but that's not always true. We have to embrace Christ and then say, Christ, what would you have me do? Because he wants us to be in activities. He wants us to be a part. That's, we're supposed to go into all the world and shine his light. We're a, we're a city set upon a hill, amen? So going out and doing these things is good, but sometimes we have to pull back. Even Jesus went up behind a rock to get alone and withdraw, right? I have to do that type of stuff. But if we're not careful, many times we view our faith like we view our life. And I'm going to ask Tanner to come up here real quick, and we're going to get started with this deal. But, but many times what we think about our faith is if I just do more, I would be more of a Christian. Have you ever thought that? And that's kind of what we think. So we have, we have Tanner here that's going to help us out, and I'm going to put him in my, uh, my jean jacket so he'll look cool, okay? So he'll look cool. But, but, but some ways what we do is we put on a jacket. We put on an activity, so here, Tanner, this could represent a number of things. Maybe he wants to go out to a fashion show, right? He looks like a fashionable guy. No, he wants to go out in activity and do something with his buddies and with his friends. So now he has to put that on and make time for it, amen? Okay, oh, and we'll go ahead and, and flash colors. We'll go ahead and do that now. Now, we all know about the sports world, the band world, right? We all know about debate and school activities, and that takes up so much time and energy. Well, we only have so much of that, so we go ahead and put that on. And what happens is it's getting harder and harder to do what? Embrace Christ. Because we're becoming more and more restricted. Then Tanner says, but boy, and it's gonna hurt you, I'm sorry, okay? Boy, I really like to hunt, though. Oh, man, I know my kids have activities, and I've got a new baby. <laughs> but, man, the hunting's just, it's calling my name. It is hunting season. <laughs> so we have to put that on now, too. Sorry, this was a Walmart cheapie here. So it's kind of, yeah, yeah. This is, it's got something wrong with it. I bought it for $13, so don't judge. All right, don't judge. It's, it's waterproof, though. It's waterproof. But it was $13, okay? Then we put that on, and the truth is we're having, he might be able to button up some of those, but we keep having issues, and then we, we can't forget, and this one's a little bit fluffier because we can't forget about the activity of family, right? Oh, man, that's been established since the beginning of the world, so we also have to put that coat on that activity, and it just becomes more, yeah, it's getting tighter and hotter, and it's not getting looser and easier, but wait a second, the scripture says that my, my burden's light, and sometimes by making decisions, now we'll put this one on, and this is, this is just maybe hanging out with some buddies, because this one's easy. Remember, these are the activities, this has no sleeves, so these are the activities that, man, when you just start them, they're easy. They're not going to take any time or any effort or any money, but when they're piled up with everything else, 
And what we wind up doing in our life is the truth is we've put on so many activities that not only can we not be effective in that activity and do what it was meant to do because we can't wear it correctly. Truth is now we have trouble embracing Jesus, which is our very first primary mission. The very first thing that we're supposed to do is embrace Christ because our mission is to embrace him then tell the world. That's it. Now we can do that through activities. We can do that. But the more we pile on, the tougher it gets. So we have to begin to take them off. Now, as we take this off, we're not, I do not want to create a generation of quitters. Some things you've got to suck up and do. You committed to it, I agree, you need to do it. However, if it is coming in the way with Jesus Christ and your relationship with him, you need to cut the anchor and sell ship somewhere else. Amen? But we keep going and we pull it off. Now, the only mistake that we really made here with Tanner, outside of I'm not a dress person, is that we did this wrong. See, we made the choice to put this on him. And not only did we suggest that we put it on him, but he even stuck out his arms and approved it and said, go ahead. <laughs> he, he really likes empire. He graduated from Comanche, but he really likes empire. So we have to take those off until we get to the final one. Now what we should be doing as we embrace activities, if, if Christian... <laughs> If Tanner will embrace himself like you're embracing Christ, and then we decide to put the activity on, now it becomes a much different scenario. Because now I'm doing what I'm meant to do. God, do I do, I do this activity? See, we think sometimes, should we really pray? Should I really pray about my daughter playing soccer, my grandchild? And the answer is yes. Because it's not just a time thing. Maybe there's somebody in that group that she doesn't need to be tied to. And God will tell me, no, you need to set her out a season. Ooh, that's hard though. No. Thank you so much. Give Tanner a hand. So we have those activities and they keep getting better and better. And the reason why is because we switch it. We kind of justify what we're doing. God, you're in my heart, and I'm going to take you everywhere I go, so I'm going to do more. And what I wind up doing is embracing activities and using Christ. And that's not where he wants us to be. But sometimes we view our faith like we view our life. When I was a little kid, I lived out east of town in a trailer house. And you guys, any guys in here heated your uh, house by wood? Wood was the main fuel source for our house. So you would walk in our living room and you'd see, a, you guys remember those pot-bellied stoves? Have you guys ever seen those? So you'd walk in my living room, we'd have a pot-bellied stove there. And what we'd do is my dad would show up with wood and we'd stack it outside, then we'd go in the house and put it inside. And what I learned out real quick was it didn't matter if I carried in one log at a time or I did four or five, my dad would wait me out, man. <laughs> he didn't care. If you want to do it one at a time, it takes all night, I'll sit here and wait. Because we're trying to teach you something. But I remember I used to take that wood and I finally got smart enough to put it all on my, all on my arms. And I put five, six, eight, ten logs or whatever I would put on there. And I'd go in there. And sometimes our Christian faith is like that. Oh, God, okay, i got to read more. i got to pray more, God. I've got to do all this stuff, so keep loading me up. Oh, last week's pastor uh, preached a sermon. Okay, we'll throw that on there too. And we can't do it all. And now all of a sudden my faith becomes based on how much I can carry. And the only problem with that is it becomes based on me. And instead of Jesus Christ being my Savior, I become my Savior. I become my Savior based on how much I can carry. What can I do? How much do I read? And that is not, it was accomplished on the cross of Calvary. And we know the importance of works. After salvation comes water baptism. That's a work. It's a physical representation of an inward transition. 
So we should have works following us. But sometimes our faith is driven by culture instead of culture being driven by my faith. And maybe we can't change the world culture, but I can change my household culture. I, I can't change my culture around my friends. But I've got to be willing to step back from these activities. And we know that it's important. Let's bust some myths about activities here real quick. Myth number one, there are, they are always an opportunity. Incorrect. Not, let me release you from that. Just because something really good pops up doesn't mean it's an opportunity. We need to pray about it and say, God, would you have my family do this? Would you have me do this? Because it does not mean it's always an opportunity. But we get so good at commercializing stuff, right? Oh, man, that looks so good. I better go do it. And forgetting the other 10 things that we're wearing already. Amen? Here's another myth. If I'm in an activity, I'm spending time building relationship with family and friends. Not so. Just because you're involved in an activity does not mean you're building, you're building relationship. I went to basketball game after basketball game after basketball game because I wanted to show the kids that I supported them. And you know what I found out? Some of that was really, really good because they needed to see my support. But some of it, I can go home at halftime and be okay. I've got a daughter and a wife that I need to go home to, amen? And they need my support and they need my direction. I need their love and they need my love. Now, some of that's important, but sometimes it's not building relationship. And if I'm doing it so people can see me, I need to leave anyways because I'm doing it for the wrong reason. And sometimes activities can pull us in and make us feel like that. Now all of a sudden we're prideful and we're doing it for the wrong reason. And we'll get to that here in a second. But it's not always building relationship. Be released from that. The third one that I always see is, is activities always equal advancement. No, activities not always mean you're going to be advanced in social economic status or anything like that. It does not, that's not true. And many times we have to ask ourselves, am I involving my child in this activity so they can be higher on the social scale? Because we know that, that being high in the social scale is not a big deal. It's like jeans with a, with, a, with a brand name, here today, gone tomorrow, amen? We need to be careful and ask ourselves, why are we, why are we getting involved in our activities? Because the reality is we're meant to embrace Christ and shine his light. So everything that I do must revolve around that. But we live in a culture where now activities are not bad. They're going to, we're going to build unity. And I want to take a second and say thank you guys. You're 50 years old, 30 years old, whatever. You're looking on the generation below you. And you say, I don't want them to go through the same things that I went to. I want to give them every opportunity that I can. I talk to parents and grandparents that are like, I just want to make sure my kid has every opportunity because I don't want to hold them back. But boy, if you don't have the spirit of God inside of you, you're holding them back. And if we're not making it as a culture that this thing, having God inside you and honoring him is important, then you're holding them back. And that is a very tough decision. But I want to say thank you for you guys who do that, who look back on that and say, man, I don't want to see my kids struggle. But let me, let me give you the flip side of the coin. Remember, your perseverance you have, your hard work, your dedication, your work ethic, is because some of the struggles that you went through. And by taking those out, we can handicap a child. The butterfly, of course we know it, struggles to get out, but think about this. If the butterfly didn't have that struggle, all he would do is be really, really beautiful. And we've got a bunch of beautiful kids who don't know how to fly, which was the butterfly's purpose. And we gotta understand that part of that struggle, that's, that's when activities are good. You lost today? Well, you win some, you lose some. You didn't think the judges judged right? Welcome to life. Because <laughs> not everybody's going to like what you say. I learned real quick as a referee, I throw the yellow flag, 50% are going to love me, 50% are going to hate me. 
It is how it is, man. You make a decision, some like you, some don't. So in activities, we can get that. We've got to make sure. Richard Bolte says this. He says, you've got to trust the sovereign God. You just got to trust him. You got to trust him. God, if you tell me not to do this, then I'm not going to do it. I'm going to trust you with my life, with my family's life, with my friend's life. Even, even though I feel the pressure to do it, I feel the pressure to be involved, I'm going to step back and say, God, I trust the sovereign God. Amen. Here's some things that I've seen that were on my heart. Activities that are not controlled. Activities that are not controlled in our life consume more time and money than we have. And the scripture that we read in Romans, it says, for the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. This is what it also says. No one who trusts in God like this, heart and soul, will regret it. So many times I see people get involved in activities and truthfully they're involved in so many activities they can't afford them. Uh, how do I buy new soccer shoes for my kid when I've got baseball and dancing and ballet and now I've got to buy a musical instrument and all this other stuff? And the truth is that they're doing all of that, but are they really getting the best out of it? I understand that we, gotta, we, 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 we have to expose our children. But also at the same time, is the activity doing what it's meant to do? Because it's going to cost time and money. It's going to cost effort. And there's nothing that's more difficult than knowing that your child, your grandchild, your wife, your husband is involved in something and they love it. Yet because I was trying to do everything, I've spent my time and money on something else and now comes something that they love. And I can't invest into them. I was in Walmart one time with my wife. <laughs> the Walmart story. We were like two years married. I was immature. Um, imagine that. I didn't really know much about marriage at that point. I'm in Walmart pushing the cart, and we get in a, we get in a fight in the, in the aisle, right? And I'm mad. I'm mad because I'm not getting my way. I can't remember what it's over. I'm mad. So I pick up the cart, and I slam it down. I just make up my mind. I'm going to leave her. Gone. See, you. you can walk home. Well, I get up to the cash register, and I realize she has the wallet and keys. <laughs> so I have to push the cart back through Walmart and be like, hey, I was just kidding. <laughs> so much shame, man. But we have that. We have that same type of shame. Like, oh, man, just kind of cringes, right? But we can do that because it takes so much time and money that we don't have. It's hard. We'll even talk to church, and, and we're not saying you have to volunteer every Sunday or every Wednesday at church, but we do know that Christ died for the church, and it's very important to him. And investing our time and it seems to pull us away and what are we doing and you've got to ask those questions so if you're grappling with that that's good questions to ask yourself keep asking yourself I'm about to get into this and it's going to cost me some time is it worth it or is it not because it will they'll pull us away they'll pull us away especially as culture um, culture changes and it becomes less and less important amen Another thing that I see is activities that are not controlled called this thing, it causes this thing called redundancy. Have you guys ever heard that, 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 that uh, little thing, it's, uh, the blah, okay? It, the broken record. Have you guys ever heard that saying? You sound like a broken record. My grandma passed away, my grandfather passed away, and we got a bunch of records in and we started playing them. Some of them were a broken record. It would just go, da, 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 da. It was so annoying. Well, that's how life can be when you're overflowed with activities. You wake up, you do your thing, you go back to bed. You wake up, you do your thing, you go back to bed. You wake up. And this is what the scripture says. For the, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call him. 
And then the message, it says, acting the same way, incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. The truth is he has unsearchable riches. He has riches that we want to be, that he wants to bestow on our lives and he's incredibly generous with them. But whenever we get caught in so many activities and we begins to be redundant, what we do is we shut off the creative power for our family. The spontaneous leaves. Can, can we just jump in the car and go somewhere? No, because we have da-da, da-da, da-da. And that redundancy affects our mood, it affects our character, it affects who we are, and we just keep going over and over and we feel like God. And this is what God, I felt like, gave me. It's hard to operate outside of the box, which is what God wants us to operate in when we feel like we're stuck inside. And redundancy will make you feel like you're stuck inside. Just the same thing over and over and over. Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he had already ordained for us. So we know that he's got great works that are creative and awesome and amazing, wonderful riches for us to partake in. But if we get surrounded by activities that surround our family, that creative power leaves us. And now we're stuck. And sometimes our pride wells up and it'll keep us stuck, amen. We gotta break those, those chains. Third thing that I see is this. It consumes focus that we need to invest in another place. It also consumes our energy. It consumes energy and it consumes our focus. And I know with an eight-year-old daughter, and I'll grant you I only have an eight-year-old, I don't have five or six kids, but I know it still requires a lot of energy and a lot of focus. And I'm at one activity with her, and if I'm not careful because I know I have another one coming up, I'm actually thinking about that activity. I'm not even in the activity that we're currently in, amen? And I'm not getting the fullness out of that activity, what it was designed and created to do. Was it created to build perseverance and, and, and health and structure and organization? Well, if I'm thinking about something else and I'm not tuned in and focused, then what do I wind up doing? I just go and I lose that focus and I lose that energy and now I'm just stuck yet in another activity. See, in, in, in Matthew 22, and then it says again, I believe it's in Luke 15, it talks about Jesus and Jesus is addressed and they're trying to stump him. They say, well, tell us which one is the greatest of all commandments? And he looks at him and he says, listen, it hinges on two, love God and love people. If it, everything else hinges on those two. And sometimes activities, we can get involved in performance. We can get involved in the pressure outside that I have to be there, I have people counting on me, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. And then when I get there, I'm so stressed out, I forget to love people. I forget to shine the light of God. What I intentionally enjoying that activity for, I'm no longer fulfilling. And it happens to us all. It happens to us all. Yesterday we're driving in the car and Callie's now getting ready for basketball. I'm like, didn't I just buy soccer cleats? I don't, we get the, we're in middle soccer season and she's already going to the next thing and that's our life, right? One thing after another after another. Sometimes you gotta step back and say, wait a second, is this really what we wanna do? See, David, David experienced this in 1 Samuel 30. It tells a story where the Philistines attacks and the men, 600 men are out fighting at war. And those Philistines attack and, and capture the women and children. And when they come back and see the camp empty, they see that their women and children have been, uh, been captured. In grief, they fall down and, and they cry so much and they're emotional so much that they're absolutely exhausted. And then when it's time for the battle to go recapture, 200 of them can't even cross the river like they need to. They're just exhausted and they fall out. And sometimes that's how I feel like in activities. The activity that, that, that I know that we're investing in as a family, that I know that is good, and this is going to build structure, and it's important. 
I'm so exhausted from the other stuff that I've done that I don't get to take full advantage of that one, amen? And why? It's because I embrace the activity before I embrace Christ and asked him, God, should I do this, should I not? Amen? Amen. Would you guys bow with me? We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory, and hope changes everything.